Hello, and welcome to the Vergecast, the flagship podcast. Scissor vodka. <laughs> How's your gadget cornucopia, bro? It's not fine. S- your joke isn't any better than mine. Mine at least has, like, fan art. Oh, that's true. Because of consistency. Right. We could yeah. use a, a cornucopia in the center of this uh, table. Yeah, now that you bring up cornucopias, pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hard, hard I'm Neil Patel. The host of this disaster of a program that we do every week, but that you seem to love, and so we keep doing. Uh, Paul Miller is here. Hello. You may have noticed him already, being obnoxious. Uh, Dan Seifert is here. Hi. What's up, Dan? Not much. All right. Ashley Carmen is here. Hello. Ashley and Paul have been swamped in a deluge of gadgets. It's, this has been her week. I have to say I'm really jealous because every time I walk through the office, I see Ashley just like playing with toys. It's oh, the most fun. Yeah. I can't tell you what I was doing today because it's under embargo, but it was pretty cool, and it has to do with toys. <laughs> cool. Good tease, actually. <laughs> Tons going on. Lots of news. It's IFA this week. Uh, Vlad and Tom, Max from our video team, some other people are there. Gadgets galore. And I have to say, one of the most interesting IFAs in a long time. Usually this is, I always think of it as like, oh, new laptops are here. Hooray. But tons and tons of stuff out of IFA, so we'll get to that in a minute. Paul actually interviewed Vlad live from Berlin. Mm-hmm. Vlad was in a disco. Yes. Wait, Power really? went out. No, you mean. Oh my God. I was like, what? Uh, <laughs> Vlad in a disco is one of the most improbable. That's why I wanted to believe it. Because I was like, please say Vlad turns into a different person when he goes to Berlin. Yeah. You know how like in clubs in New York and Chicago, there's like the tamale guy? <laughs> yeah. Vlad just rolls in with broccoli. <laughs> it's like, I brought fresh vegetables for everyone. That'd be amazing. Vlad the broccoli guy in a Berlin nightclub. Anyway, I want to start on a sad note. That's where I'm at. Oh. I want to start, let's start low and, and go high. You know what I'm saying? I want to talk about Sunrise. I'm already <laughs> so broken up about this. Sunrise is a calendar app. Mm-hmm. It is now dead. I think we all agree. It was among the best calendar apps ever made. I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. Sunrise is a calendar app. They got a lot of funding. People loved it. We wrote about it. It was great. Microsoft bought it. People got scared. The thing inevitably happened where Microsoft rolled it into the new Outlook. So that team joined the Outlook team. It's it's worth noting that Microsoft, at the time when it bought Sunrise, had also purchased recent time before, like slightly before that, purchased Accompli, which was an excellent email app, which became the new Outlook email. But see, so there but was if like you hope that, that it could be like a good thing, there wasn't like no no, no like the Accompli thing is that's fine. Yeah, that was a good thing. Like, That's a like good Microsoft thing. Microsoft did a good job with it. They, so I had they hoped, were like, Outlook is garbage. We're buying a new email app. We're taking that team. We're giving the Outlook name. Make something great. Yeah. Here, Sunrise is great. And they're like, we're buying it. And then we're going to roll it into this other app and right. killing it. Yeah, because because Accompli slash Outlook had a built-in calendar feature. So anyway. This is exactly what happened to Sparrow. This isn't the first time this has happened. Sparrow was a great native Mac client for Gmail, and Google bought it, and then Sparrow died. And it, But it became Inbox-ish. Yeah, but mm-hmm. Inbox isn't a desktop app. Like, right. like the idea of Sparrow itself. A native, fast. When? Yeah. My only point is, when, in, when Sparrow died... Mm-hmm. There were not articles in major mainstream publications mm. like Mashable wrote about it. I think the New York Times like Bits blog wrote like the zines were all over the like, Sparrow death. No, <laughs> the hardcore underground tech scenes. <laughs> Paul, Paul has like photocopy. four yeah, sheets no. of photocopier paper know. stapled together. It's like the man has killed Sparrow. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Sunrise is dead officially now. Mm-hmm. They killed it 
today's the first. Well, so what day? They were going to kill it. What today, episode of the first? Today, today's the first. Yeah. They were planning to kill it yesterday for the thirty first. But the outcry dug, was so the huge <laughs> the out, that they are like, we decided to give everybody a little more time, right. While we like beef up the Outlook calendar features. Because frankly, the calendar features in Outlook pale in comparison to what Sunrise offered. I've been, I'm trying to use Outlook. I'm, I'm doing my best. Right. It's a great email app. No, it's, it's not. a terrible camera. It is. App. It's a terrible camera. I have yes. to say, Outlook is among. <laughs> the worst cameras I've ever used. No, it's it's not even a great email app. Wow. It's like it's fine. Wow, unpopular opinion. No, it's 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 so needy. <laughs> you know, it's like it has it has a different chime. It maybe it's because I have like everything running all at once. So I'm getting alerts from <laughs> Gmail, Outlook, okay, so Google this, Calendar, this, and yeah, Outlook or uh, and like Sunrise. A user problem, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm just a moron. But <laughs> Outlook, I don't know. I've got it set up so you got to like touch ID, authenticate it. Because I thought that was a cool idea. Why, why it just that? has all these features you that are like, turn them on. Unlock your phone. <laughs> Whatever. Outlook is fine-ish. Right. I just miss Sunrise. And I think the fact that Microsoft is feeling such backlash about Sunrise. So, there was a Twitter moment about it. The poor people at Twitter who make moments, <laughs> whoever you are, they were like, they were crying about it enough to make a moment. I, I want to know, and I think I know the answer, but I want you to say it. Why did you like Sunrise so much? It was a dedicated, focused app that talked to a lot of services right. and got the hell out of my way. Right. And you could plug in every service into it, every calendar, every every service you had that could possibly have a calendar component, whether it's a to-do service yeah. or your note service that you set a due date on or just your straight multiple. Like, I loved it because I could have my personal Google Calendar, my work Google Calendar, and like all that other stuff all in one place that I could view it. Why yeah. are you so convinced that Outlook is going to destroy this? Because like, it did. Why, it, but like, like, it ate it. But why can't some so, of the good features be brought over? That's Well, so that's, I don't see that's why Microsoft's. So, like, so some very, very few of the features have come over. Right now, with Outlook, you can integrate Evernote, Wonderlist, which Microsoft owns, and a Facebook calendar into it. Sunrise had, like, I don't know, three dozen more integrations in that. And uh, when they were going to kill it on the 31st, Outlook wasn't getting an update with all those uh, integrations. So Microsoft is saying that they will keep it alive until more of those features are rolled into Outlook. I'm going to start sending checks to Sachin Adela. <laughs> just to, what was it, $10 to run the, outlet, to run the Sunrise backend? <laughs> like, they own a cloud. Oh, the other thing that was really cool about Sunrise, it had a web interface. So, like, if you had two Google accounts, like a work account and a personal Google account, you can go to Sunrise's web app and see both your calendars in one place on your computer. Web apps, of course, are the future. I really feel like I missed out on something. Yeah, it was a, it was a real time. I'm not busy enough to need a calendar app. <laughs> Do you, Honestly, what, you don't mark your days with gadget I have, blogging. Like, maybe <laughs> gadget blogging. Gadget blogging. Like I'm like, oh, Friday, I'm going out with my friends. I mean, and for Friday, and then like, <laughs> <laughs> like Wednesday, gadget blogging, maybe meeting with someone. Yeah. No, I mean, oh. it was just a time. It was a time. Casey wrote a great thing about it. There's a whole moment in the app store where it, that's over basically that you can't launch a new app that solves a good problem and expect to raise eight million dollars whatever sunrise raised and like try to start a business like mm -hmm. those days are over for it's too hard to compete it's too hard to get discovered i'm just sad that this app that i depended on is gone and it's well, funny you, how many you people still use it until they kill it again oh, i'm gonna use the hell out of it i'm deleting outlook right now i'm gonna do it right now <laughs> Savage. I hate it. Yeah, I mean, like the thing is, like if you are a Sunrise user and like the someone suggests we'll use Outlook instead, like that is such a sh sucky, shitty like replacement. That's what it is. The replacement for my calendar app should not be a new email app. <laughs>
It's just like basic. Like, oh, my calendar's going on. What should I get? Yeah. Change your entire life. <laughs> the how do you communicate with people? Is it your phone broke? You should get a like a telegram. Like that makes no sense. Was the UX or the UI of Sunrise like really pretty? Not necessarily. I have this image plain. of Sunrise in my mind now that I'm like, wow, was, this is like the you. future. I'm thinking of like Pepper. I mean, it's now. it's it's a list of things, right? But oh. like, it's real pretty. You, know, I mean, yeah. you can click that guy. But it was it was all about the integrations. Okay. You could have multiple accounts, multiple services. It was it was great for. It's all. over now. Okay, so let's talk about something else instead. Ashley, you wrote about this today. The Chromebook Pixel. Wandered off. Goodbye. Goodbye. Is your mom sad? I mean, she has one, so she's good. Yeah, also, if I told her, like, <laughs> if I was like, no one else can buy this now, she'd be like, sucks for them. I gave her a shout out in the article. I saw. Yeah, I was like, she still loves her. Totally still loves hers and decided it's fine. After all of that, decided that she likes just using her phone. Just use her phone. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, using computer? She's like, yeah, I love it. I stopped using it. And it's not, it's like just that's her relationship with computers. She'd just rather use her phone, mm-hmm. which I, is the future. I can't blame her. Yeah. yeah. I just think Google's obviously making so many hardware push. We wrote this week that they're not going to brand the Nexus phones Nexus. I mean, Google. Yeah, that's been kind of a, a, a story or a rumor that's been around multiple outlets, but another outlet, uh, Android Central this week, yeah. is, is reporting it as well. So goodbye, Nexus brand. And they're bringing Android and Chrome closer together. Yeah. I mean, like Google has a whole unified hardware team now they have one guy who used to be the ceo of motorola is now like running google's hardware team so like it's brought in all these different teams under one roof there's obviously a hardware thing happening at google but do you think they're gonna do the pixel was the most expensive chromebook by like almost a thousand dollars well no so that's that's the thing it was when it came out but since then the there's been a shift, and there's a lot of Chromebooks that space. Maybe like, five ninety nine. I have eight hundred dollar Chromebooks on my desk right now. Ooh, Look ooh. At this you man. can you can spend, <laughs> you can spend this guy out to like okay. Poor Ashley's Ashley's like rolling around the hallways the BB eight. Yeah, Dan's dang. like check out my eight hundred dollar Chromebook. Where did I go wrong here? <laughs> so like, I think that you know like a lot of it. A lot of the Pixel was to set a precedent and to like set a like a, a north star. And so that's not over. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a Pixel three. I'm sure. Sh- I, yeah, I think it's coming. It's right. coming. It's just it's going to be. It's just like it's not a it's not a blockbuster huge selling product. So there's no. No, it's never meant to be. I think they're going to my read and also they brought Nest engineers. The platform team at Nest is now reporting into Google, which is interesting. Yeah. So the the underlying Google platform that enables all this hardware is kind of getting it's getting more focus and attention. So oh, finally, hopefully, finally a Pixel <laughs> C running Chrome that can control your smart lights. <laughs> That's what everybody needs in this world. Other, here's some happy news. I'm I'm just kind of stalling until we get into Efa here because we got we got a lot to talk about. But I thought this was kind of the most interesting news of the week. Sonos basically was like, screw this app. <laughs> like fundamentally, they're like, we put out these speakers, we have this app, the app. I don't know people have a love hate relationship with the app, but they're saying we're going to let Spotify directly control our speakers from the Spotify app. We're mm. going to let Pandora directly do it. You have to imagine they'll let Apple do it. They're, well, I think I think what it. they're doing is they're using the Spotify and Pandora deals to push Apple to let them do it. Right, and there there's some Alexa integration as well that they're doing. So yeah, the other big thing is that um, next starting next year you'll be able to yell at your Echo and control the Sonos speakers, which is like awesome because uh, the Echo is a pretty lousy speaker. Sonos speakers are sound great, but you can't control them with your voice. So. I have to say, I'm, so I'm putting, I'm trying to figure out how to put speakers in my house, and it is so confusing. <laughs> it, it's so hard to know what to buy. And the answer is basically buy a bunch of Sonos, yeah. but I don't want 
to subject my friends to like here's a Nexus Seven preloaded with the Sonos app, which <laughs> I've I'm like ready. There's a Nexus Seven charging at my house. Oh boy! That's in actually, preparation for this a horrible idea, clever solution. <laughs> what are you gonna do with the Nexus Seven? I have like ten of them. <laughs> for a while, they just kept showing up with other products because they're like they're like you need to control my Internet of Things garbage. So we preloaded this Nexus Seven. It's like, do you want this back? I'm like, nah, they're garbage. <laughs> anyway, so I have one. That was my plan. But now, if you can just be at my house and open Spotify. And click the Spotify Connect button. And just go. That's great. Yeah. I know. I Does Sonos have competitors? So, yeah. Uh, Sonos has, like, dominated this multi-room home audio space for a while. Wirelessly controlled home audio space for a while. There's another company called Romfeld, which recently, uh, they're from Germany, kind of obvious by their name, but they recently launched in the U.S. They do a very similar concept, but they don't support as many services and their speakers are a little more expensive. And there's a couple other, uh, you know, Google, Google's Google been trying to get people to use Cast in wireless speakers and there's a bunch of manufacturers that make them, but I don't think they're hugely popular. Yeah, I was wondering how, how well that works because that I, seems kind of obvious I tested to me. it last year um, with LG's speakers and it works fine. The thing with Sonos is it's really, and people, I think it's fair to hate on the Sonos app App because it is poorly designed, but as a concept, the Sonos app allows you to manage multiple rooms really easily. Yeah, just, and when you're using things like AirPlay or Google Cast, you're pointing to one speaker. And if you have multiple rooms, doesn't in Cast your house, support Cast supports multiple speakers? Cast did add multiple speakers, mm-hmm. um, but multiple rooms is is a different story where maybe I have like three or four speakers in one room and I want them playing one thing and then another room I've got. I've got a whole multi-room group playback FAQ pulled up on Cast. There's a lot of questions. <laughs> this is a long <laughs> How to create an audio group. I was How to edit or delete. I wanted audio. to go all in on cast because it's cool. Mm-hmm. But then it's, you know, what's going to leave out Apple music, uh, Apple music on your iPhone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like, I don't want to use Apple music on my iPhone. I generally don't want to use Apple music on my listen iPhone. Listen to the new Frank Ocean album. Yeah. And then Frank Ocean is like, you're <laughs> so, this cast ecosystem is bullshit. Well, so, to me, and there's not gonna be a headphone jack, so I can't even like hack it together. The, the, the thing about Sonos, Sonos is like buying house plants. You're like decorating your house with speakers. Where to me, the most important thing about audio is that there is one place that you know you can sit and get truly great sound. Oh man, I completely disagree. I think like there there was a time and maybe for some people that like is is a case where you want to sit and like just get the best audio fidelity you want. But when you're thinking of wireless con- technologies, streaming music services, it's it's convenience trumps audio quality in a way, in a huge way. And and Sonos sounds great. And like it's for the vast majority of people, it sounds better than the speakers that they have in their home, better than their boom boxes and whatever. Yeah, they a lot of people do ago. rely on terrible speakers and Sonos might be an upgrade for them. But, but I just want people to know that, that you can <laughs> buy these bookshelf yeah. monitor type speakers and then you plug them into an amplifier and the amplifier has an auxiliary jack that probably has to convert to RCA but yeah. don't worry about it. And then you use Maxell tapes. So that's, and, and, and then and, and you and sit no, no, in a no. leather chair <laughs> no, and the sound no, no. literally blows you back. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not that much money, but you can literally have a setup that is is now of the, I don't know what the right word is, yeah. species that they use to mix 
Stop. Of the species, like, but like, Caliber. I don't, I don't want that. Not, like, like, I want to, exp- I want to hear I wanna, how the creators were. I want to listen, listen to music yeah. when I want to listen to it and how I want to listen to it. And so, if I'm walking from room to room, or if you know, uh, we're playing music in one room for the kids, and I'm in the bedroom and I want to play something else, I want to be able to do that easily. I want, I want speakers in every room of my house. I want them all wirelessly controlled, and I want to be able to yell at them. I with think my voice. That's what I. I think. think what we're, do you have a whole separate speaker system? for your TV? No. So your TV plays through your Sonos? Your t- you can get I don't have a Sonos soundbar, but Sonos has a soundbar for your TV. How do you that. hear your TV then? My TV has speakers like with my ears. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't even care about how anything sounds. <laughs> I think what we've really stumbled upon here is the rift between a person with children and a person with no children. Well, a or person a rift between rooms like in an, their uh, house. <laughs> plural yeah, rooms. That's, that's the bigger thing. Or like like uh, you know, someone who has who prioritizes audio quality like an audiophile claim or whatever versus a a normal person Uh, who has a life to live. What I'm really excited (laughs) what we're really trying to do is get Ashley to get a TV. Mm. (laughs) How how are you on that process? I told you I want to get a projector. There you go. That's I the move. I genuinely want a projector. Do you have a wall? I can, yeah. I have some posters. But <laughs> we gotta move. <laughs> do you have the Maxell poster of the guy in the leather chair? <laughs> yeah. How do Does you anybody know about... where I can get the... I'm looking for that shit right now, man. <laughs> if there's one thing we need in this office, it's that Maxell poster. So you would move stuff? Yeah, I would get a projector. And then I'd have to get Would you figures. get cable? Twelve ninety nine. What's the fucking deal? Cable. Fast and free shipping? Buy it now, baby. I, I want to know why you want a projector instead of... I just want to let everybody know that Neelai has uh, indeed... Well, no, he's, he's PayPal. Come on, just click I PayPal. I use PayPal. God, you got this. You got I'm this. Supporting the mafia, <laughs> the PayPal mafia. That is right. I don't know what to do. Of Elon Musk and... All right, if everybody listens really closely, you can hear Neelai typing his PayPal password. I'm buying this. Look, I'm buying the poster. I buy a lot of things on this show. <laughs> so you you need a playback device as well, or would right? Mm-hmm. You need the whole technology stack to watch things on a wall. Yeah. But it seems excessive. Yeah. But it's I exciting. Mean, I you want can start from ground one. Because... You don't have to make the mistakes that Dan made. <laughs> <laughs> so much like, possibility. Like children. <laughs> <laughs> like having multiple rooms. <laughs> music in. Um, yeah, I want a projector because personally, whenever I walk into a home that has a TV, I find it not appealing. Oh, so you don't like the aesthetic of a TV? I do not like okay. the aesthetic. All right, well, that's, that's a fair... So for me, I love that I can still maybe stream something, but it's like only when I want you to see it. So like 30 years ago, you would have bought this like big entertainment center with doors that yes, close Yes, definitely the doors. <laughs> Wood <Yeah>. paneling. <laughs> oh, God, that's awful. <laughs> so, um, I, the number of people on The Verge staff who don't have televisions is phenomenal. Like, Helen, you know, we do the Mr. Robot show, and last night, Helen was here to like tweet along with the show. And I was like, why aren't you doing this from home? And she's like, well, I don't know <laughs> It's not even they don't have TV. No one has cable. Yeah. Is it she doesn't have a TV or she doesn't have the service to watch on a TV? Well, if you don't own a television, it's very unlikely that you're going to buy cable so you can authenticate no, no, cable no, streaming. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm saying that's not. But you can saying. have what one. I'm saying is like you could have a TV in your house and not have cable service, so she couldn't watch USA. Yeah. At home. I think I still think those things go hand in hand. Like if you buy a TV, you're more likely than not to just give up and buy cable. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. I, I feel know. like I haven't been totally honest with you guys. Oh my god, you have cable? No. Okay. <laughs> She's like, I've been. I, I gotta have it. I can't get rid of it. My roommates have a TV. Okay. It is. I have no idea what this TV is. It's ancient. Yeah. It sits in our living room. We. T- I think we have like a first generation Roku that they own as well. I do not use this thing because I'm like, wh- why? Because you have taste. <laughs> You're like, do you know what I do for a living? <laughs> and so. 
But they don't have cable. They have a Roku. One of them used to be an entertainment writer. Yeah. Because this is like a thing. We, we run in this problem consistently. You know, the other we hot... assign a TV review to someone and they're like, I don't. I can't. Oh, yeah. The other hot thing I'm learning about, it was it. It's the Plex media server. Oh, yeah. No, Plex is. So, like, a Plex lot of. Plex is the killer app for Apple TV. A lot of people I know, it's like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. my buddy's cousin, first removed friend. Yeah. <laughs> set up this Plex server. Someone I don't know and I'm not liable for. Yeah. <laughs> has given me the password to this Plex server that has all yeah. possible entertainment on it. Yeah. Well, uh, and pirated entertainment. Let's, yeah. let's be honest. Oh, absolutely. No, Plex all... is a killer app for pi- Apple TV. Because it makes the Apple TV the ultimate cable box. Because somewhere in the background is a PC with like a RAID array that's just downloading the internet constantly. And, and like Plex is awesome because it, it's like, oh, I found this BitTorrent file. It's Batman versus Superman. I've gone ahead and downloaded all the album art and yeah, the tweaked it and like put in that. some captions. It has better related content than the actual Apple TV. It's terrific. <laughs> Don't steal anything, kids. And if you Don't do, steal, do it because you want to smash the state. If you... <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if someone else has done the stealing, life is set nice. up the server. All right, and steal. All right, we got to get an Efa. I want to start, Paul. You talked to one Mr. Vlad Savov, and I just want to warn everybody: talked a lot about gadgets. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they're here. All right, let's let's run that. We'll come back, and we got to get into the yoga book and a whole bunch of other stuff. All right, everybody, we've got Vlad here, Vlad Savov. He's literally in Berlin, Germany, right now. For the IFA trade show, which is, uh, I don't know, the, what do you call it, the CES of Europe? What? Pretty much. It's one of the big global events. Um, unfortunately, Europe is kind of the third wheel in the international scene nowadays. China is growing right. in popularity and prominence. And the United States is always the place that everybody makes the big announcements. Uh, but this year at IFA, we have plenty of really exciting and thrilling things yeah. That we get to see for the first time. We got Acer, we got Asus, we got Sony, kind of uh, Lenovo showed up pretty big. Oh, Lenovo showed up in a fantastic way. My highlight of the show, gadget of the entire EFA, I saw it tonight and I fell in love. I kind of have this vulnerability where I fall in love too easily with gadgets, but I think it's worth it for the yoga book. That's how you get hurt. Yes. Well, so okay, the... but here's the thing with the yoga book, okay? It is just a terrific device to hold in your hands. Um, I've seen pictures of it. I've read text about it. I've seen it on video. It just doesn't convey what it is, the tactile feel of it. Um, It is just so perfect, symmetrical. Everything is flat and straight. And that's all before you even talk about its functionality. Just as an object, a physical object, it's so desirable and lovely. And then this is why I don't feel like I'm going to get hurt. It only costs $500 with Android and $550 with Windows. I would have imagined it to cost like thousands, well, not thousands, but above a thousand dollars. It's like a little fall fling. Just, just drop a few hundred. So is that, how's the hinge? Because I, I check that, that, that Lenovo has been doing that hinge design for a while. What it, it, Have they improved it at all? Because it always yes, it seems a little like, I don't know, creaky, I guess, to me, if that's the right I haven't word. Seen it, I haven't seen it creaky. They've been using it for about a year and a half now. They first started using it in their ultra thin laptops and... In that case, I felt like it was a bit gratuitous. Like you could have done the hinge in a more conventional way and you would have had the same functionality. Um, There it was just kind of, well, you know what? It looks kind of like a watch strap. It looks stylish and weird and definitely different, definitely recognizable for Lenovo. So they did it for style reasons. With this device, with the yoga book, first of all, like you say, they've completely redesigned it. They've gone through iterations upon iterations of this thing. And now it just feels so stiff and rugged. I feel it's 
part of what makes the device so appealing to me. The fact that the hinge is just super smooth, super stiff, super reliable. I try to torque it in every direction. I'm starting to do bend tests with laptops and tablets. They're that thin these days. Right. And it just gives this sense of real, real high quality. I'm just extremely impressed. I think creaky was the wrong word. What I mean is that, you know, some laptops, you kind of have to over apply. You have to like push too hard to get it to move. And then you overshoot the position. You know what I mean? Instead of it just going exactly where you move your hand. Does that make sense? Well, you know, this this is what design is. Um, I think the quote was uh, that little things aren't unimportant aspects. They are, you know, when you put all the little things together, that's what design is. And that's what it is. It's not making it too stiff, not making it too loose, getting it just right so that somebody like me, who is critical of everything, Mm. I am neurotic about it. This is my job to criticize. Somebody like me opens it up and just feels an immediate sense of pleasure. So they nailed it. I think so. I mean... Are you gonna are you gonna get the Android one or the Windows one, or you just think you might get one? I don't really care about the operating system because <laughs> you just thing, want to touch it. Yes, yes, I do. And the thing with this is, it's just so cheap for what it is that I can say I'm gonna buy this as a bedside thing that I can watch YouTube videos on. Okay. And then if I get some extra functionality out of it, it's just a bonus right. at that point. Like th- this is how attracted I am to it. That being said. Like I said, it's my weakness that I fall in love with a gadget. Um, a good example is the Samsung Gear Fit when it was first introduced. It's mm-hmm. still a beautiful thing, but it's not functionally great. Uh, so there's always the danger of the actual utility of using uh, the Lenovo Yoga Book doesn't match its physical design and its tactile appeal. Sure. But let's be optimistic about it. Okay, love at first sight at least. So, okay, but you, you're at a trade show, you're seeing thousands of gadgets if you just walk one end of the hall to the other you're 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 literally surrounded by technology what else has has stood out okay well acer actually stood out to me uh they were one of the first companies to introduce their products and that's always a danger because when you're first you just get superseded so quickly everything just snowballs on top of you but acer went for the absolute extremes so it introduced the first laptop that is less than a centimeter thick so mm-hmm. that is the thinnest and probably the lightest. Actually, not the lightest. Uh, LG has the gram, which is less than a kilogram. So everybody's <laughs> just kind of coming up with these round numbers and saying less than that. And uh, Acer did the craziest, wildest gaming laptop ever, a 21-inch curved screen on it. Um, and it actually weighs almost exactly seven of its ultra-thin laptops. 17 pounds. Yeah, uh, eight kilograms fast here in Europe. <laughs> how many st- how many that? stone is that gosh i have no idea i i offended <laughs> by the entire imperial metric 17 pounds to stone one and something one and a half yeah 1.2 stone that's a big it's, laptop it's enormous it's it's really great exercise if you want to do you know some arm curls and whatever i mean i i know it's it's it is ridiculous, but to me, it's just like it's like the monolith in two thousand one. It's like this thing that you look at. I mean, like the the monkeys don't get any functionality from the monolith. It just lets them know that something out there exists, and that's what inspires them to move forward as a civilization. And so, I feel like just a laptop that has two GTX ten eighties in it. It's just inspiring to me to like. I, I really, I really, really want a laptop with one of like the Nvidia. 10 series graphics cards and i don't know which one i'm going to get yet and i know it's kind of the dust is still settling they just started announcing them but i'm pretty excited to have a vr quality gpu 
in a laptop. And if somehow yep. this laptop that I would never buy, never want to carry, is inspiring to me. Well, I think you've really nailed it, Paul. And I think we cannot by any means judge this or weigh its merits as a regular laptop. Like, we can't treat it as a laptop. If you put this on your lap, the joke that multiple people have made to me, you get free birth control out of it. <laughs> it's a ridiculous device, okay? Well, and, and also, i got to say that the thin and light for laptops is is really ridiculous to me because you put it in your backpack and it's like if you accidentally drop a pack of gum into your backpack now your backpack is heavier than like the, ne <laughs> the next five laptops that were heavier than this one you know I'm, I'm proud of them for breaking records but it's i mean really weight and thickness is not my problem with laptops absolutely and you know what the same is true of phones but i omitted to mention the product name so the ultra-thin laptop from Acer is called the Swift 7. And very briefly, what I'll say about it is the fact that it passes that milestone of less than a centimeter thick is kind of meaningless. Uh, you're absolutely right. Slightly thicker laptops do uh, a better job, I imagine, uh, than this one. You know, you just go in for too many compromises just to have the thinnest thing possible. It's very nice, very mm. well built, actually. It doesn't bend. I tried to bend it even because it's just so thin. Uh, so I think Acer has done a really good job with it, but I don't see any value in it being that thin. So that's the Swift 7. The big one, the Predator 21X, I just want to get back to what you said because it's just so true. This is the reason we have concept cars. Okay, You're not going to drive the concept car. Hmm. This is the reason why we have fashion shows. For the most part, you're not going to wear the things that are shown on the catwalk. They're hmm. there to show you the extreme they're there to give you kind of map out the boundaries of what's possible in design. And then you kind of rein it in and you make it practical. So this is where Acer is going. It's essentially saying, okay, we've got all this engineering acumen. We can stick four SSDs in there. We can stick 64 gigabytes of RAM. We can stick an Intel K-series processor that hasn't even been announced yet. Right. Okay, seventh generation. An SD card uh, slot. Yes, that's what I love. Yes, practicality, guys. <laughs> SD card slot. Like, you're going to jack in your SD card and start processing photos on this thing with this curved display. Um, just, I just want to make sure we hit all the, the big brands that are, are, are pouring their hearts out here at IFA. Asus has this new Zen watch. That, That's right. I don't know. I don't know. It's not my normal style. I, st I still haven't bought a smartwatch, and I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting. And I don't know if this is my style, but there is something really appealing to it. I, I don't know why it looks so different, but it does look different to me and also has a truly actually circular screen which is an important milestone yeah i mean i think that's really what it's down to a circular screen is just more appealing to us well the majority of us let's say um and acer is again not acer i'm sorry asus is again going for having better design uh it uses italian leather it uses a specific sort of jewelry grade steel hmm. um I didn't know there was jewelry great steel, but apparently there is. But my personal feeling with this watch is that it's just over-designed. Yeah. Uh, and again, it has that extra bulk. It, it doesn't feel like a watch. The big achievement of last year's EFA, Samsung's Gear S2. The moment I got that in my hands, um, that's when I had another one of my um, infatuations developing because it just felt like a watch. And I'm like, but this is a smartwatch, and yet it feels like a watch. And I couldn't compute it. And... The big issue with smartwatches, and I think it's why you also don't have one yourself, is that they're just bulky and large. And unless you're actually going for that kind of chunky thing, that's the thing you want from your watch, it's just not going to be comfortable for you. 
Yeah, I mean, I used to wear, just as a fashion thing, I rarely did any math with it, but I used to wear a calculator watch, and it was way smaller than any of these watches. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, the, the face was barely wider or thicker than the band. And that was a calculator. It was very powerful. Okay, so, well, speaking of the S2... There was the S3 here. Yeah, and it's bigger. <laughs> and it's bigger. So okay. nobody's but, learning any lessons. Unfortunately, I mean, Samsung was very kind of schizophrenic, okay? Because, first of all, Samsung's production for its presentation was really impressive. So sound, visuals, starting right on time. If you're going to do an event specifically to launch a watch, you'd better start it right on time. And Samsung did that. And I was like, yes, you guys nailed it. And then they brought the people out. And they staged an interview with themselves. So they brought a blogger out, and that blogger oh, into no. Samsung's marketing manager. And, and everybody just, loves uh, interviews. Yes. Um, my sarcasm going there. But the Gear S3, what I will say about it is it's a marvel in, of engineering because it's so hard to stick GPS into a watch. And the S3 is a watch, and it's stylish, mm. and also has LTE. It has, uh, it's shockproof. It's waterproof. I mean, in terms of just getting everything into it, I cannot complain. I cannot knock it for anything. Wait, this so one you don't you don't need a phone. Like this was a rumor for the Apple Watch that the Apple Watch Two would have built-in a radio, so that you didn't need to have a phone with. And you this at is all what's so hard about. It. This is what's so hard about it's hard. It because. It that rumor big. was defeated by another rumor saying Apple couldn't do it. Right. Well, and I mean. I'll be honest and frank, I feel like Samsung shouldn't have done it because it, I mean, no, I, the nice thing about all these other, all these companies is you have so many options. Obviously you can choose from a smaller smartwatch. Uh, you could just get a bracelet that doesn't even have a watch. You can get a fitness. There's, there's a lot of options. Obviously Apple just does one and it's small. Um, but yeah, it does it definitely doesn't have all these features. Um, yep. Okay. So you are a huge headphone nerd and um have you had so maybe just lay out the the schedule of ifa just so people kind of know you kind of start by going to a ton of press conferences and then over time you get a little more time for the show floor is that correct that's right so today this is the evening of thursday i do believe we've just gotten over the hump of the two days of press events and for the next couple of days, we're just going to meet companies, walk the floor, roam the floor, discover things we've never heard about. Um, that's how it's uh, working out. Uh, just one final note about the Gear S3. Oh, like sure. I said, excellent engineering, but I just have to agree with you. It's because it got bulkier. It's because it got heavier that it doesn't have that special feeling that the Gear S2 conveyed about a regular watch with smart functionality. Mm. Now this, the Gear S3, is straight up, smart piece of technology that you put on your wrist. So that's the distinction. But actually headphones, this is the thing. Yes, I am the Virgin's resident headphone nerd. I haven't had an opportunity to look at any, that's hear what, any. That's what I realized as soon as I said that. You and, and then the show floor is about the worst possible place to try out headphones anyways. Unless you get yeah. go to like a private meeting room and then you got to go off-site and it takes forever. Uh, but, yeah. there, but I do feel like We've seen headphones with the lightning connector before, but they're kind of coming fast and furious, and uh, and they're including some sort of interesting. Like I I wrote up some some headphones that were at IFA, um, with uh, they're powered by a lightning connector, and they they're earbuds with noise cancellation, but there's no like battery pack or anything. 
I feel like that's exactly, I mean, you know, Neil's not here. He's not here to tell us how to think or how to feel. And this is the exact reason I'm kind of excited for Apple to get rid of the headphone jack. As inconvenient and horrible and annoying as it's going to be, it's clearly sparked a bit of an arms race in headphones. Like, oh, we could do crazy things now that we're going to put all the electronics in the in the headphones themselves. Yeah. And I mean, this particular year, I have to say, headphone development has advanced in a very big way. It's not the most prominent thing in terms of news coverage, but things have pushed forward in a big way. And now what we're seeing is exactly like you say, uh, lightning-powered, USB-C powered, HTC and uh, JBL, I believe, partnered on USB-C powered uh, uh, earbuds. And again, because you can get power out of lightning and the USB-C port, you remove a lot of the hardware that you have to stick into the headphones themselves. So you make them lighter, you make them more comfortable for people to wear, and thus you make their functionality more appealing, which in that case was uh, noise cancelling. I will say, to the point of agreeing with Neilai, you don't actually need to get rid of the headphone jack to have those bits of functionality. But then maybe you do need to get rid of it in order, like you say, to nudge companies into developing more models like that. I don't really know how to feel about it myself. I just know, like you say, um, that everybody's kind of trying to push boundaries, trying to develop new ideas, and essentially seeing what's going to stick with people and what's going to resonate most. My biggest fear is that you're going to end up having these, since every company has to do the you know, like the digital to analog conversion in somewhere in this, either in the, the, in the headphone itself or somewhere along the cable or in the plug, that the cheaper of these headphones are going to have digital to analog conversion that's inferior to what was built into the iPhone. Is that going to be a problem? Like, are the cheap headphones going to be worse than they, they already are? That, that is a legitimate concern to have. One thing I will say, um, this year's iPhone has been a big show for phones. You know, phones kind of are getting neglected because they just keep coming and they just keep coming. But it has been a big show for phones. And I've noticed uh, companies are pushing uh, the hi-fi audio within their phones as a selling feature. Uh, so Nubia did that. Nubia Z11 introduced recently uh, right here at the show. Huawei uh, did that with the MediaPad M3 Android tablet. It also used a similar DAC from a Japanese company, which is Digital to Analog Converter. So everybody's putting good hardware, DACs and amps, inside their tablets and phones. And that actually feeds the headphone jack. Right. Uh, so like the first thing to say is if the iPhone drops a headphone jack, nothing is going to happen straight away. You have a litany literal litany, uh, cornucopia, vast diversity of Android alternatives that offer you great audio straight out of the phone for a headphone jack. But then, you know, you have your phone, you have a consistent source. So I have my phone and then I can compare headphones plugging into it. If you, like you say, take that circuitry out of the phone and put it into the headphones, into that cable, then you put more reliance, more dependence on the headphones themselves. And then you have to essentially be a better informed consumer of headphones. Well, I'm I'm excited to and scared, but I'm mostly excited because I, I just feel like I'm seeing some pretty cool cool stuff. Okay, so what what was horrible about Aoife so far? Oh, the presentations. Without a doubt, <laughs> the presentations. Well, the other thing is the only things I've seen so far have been the presentations, but uh, honestly, they have been train wreck after slow motion disaster. Uh, we had Samsung interviewing Samsung. Um, which I cringed at, and at least, okay, the positive of that is that I talked to one of Samsung's PR representatives, and I gave him a point-by-point 
breakdown of what not to do again. So hopefully they listen to me. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure they will. Uh, Huawei's presentation. First of all, I have to say Huawei introduced two highly competitive phones with the Nova and the Nova Plus. Mm-hmm. These have aluminum unibody designs. The Nova in particular looks like a shrunken down Nexus 6P. It just has some lower specs. But just well, in terms I love of the, that hardware. Yeah, totally. And the Nova, uh, I played around with them uh, ahead of the show. It's just very good. Like Huawei wants to be known for aluminum unibody design, and I think they should be because they're nailing that. And they've always had some of the fastest and best fingerprint uh, recognition technology. So they have a lot of good fundamentals. But here's the thing. They introduced the new phones. It took them like 15 minutes to do the introduction, and then they took a half hour which they gave to a random blogger who decided to give us a masterclass on how to take selfies. And then she started to explain mm. why we need beautification features on selfie cameras. And it was just horrible. Just, I, I don't know. Here's the thing. The companies themselves, for them, these are big events. Mm. And they seem to think that because it's a big event, I need to give it a big word count, essentially. Right. And that frustrates me because, quite frankly, by the end of Huawei's presentation... I started to hate the phones, which I really liked before the presentation. <laughs> well, I like the presentation where you have to dig into the press release to actually know what even happened, because despite the fact that you spent half an hour, 45 minutes, you didn't really learn any facts. I don't know what it is about this year. It's If companies could just relax and just kind of unwind the pressure that they put upon themselves to always sound like they are the ones beating the entire competition, etc. Listen, if you're making phones, you're making the thing that everybody else is making. So right. the thing that's going to make you appealing and give you any character might be just that you are a human company and that you're down to earth. This is the thing that people say about Elon Musk when he does a presentation. It's like he speaks like a human being and that's peculiar to me. You know, whereas companies just kind of seem pressured and that pressure comes across in their presentations. Uh, a good example is Sony. I went to their event today. I was really looking forward to their new Xperia phones. But then Cassie Rice spent maybe half the presentation apologizing for Sony's poor performance and saying, guys, we're working really hard over here. Please <laughs> give us a break. Um, we want to be you know, the technology closest to you. We know you have a lot of choices, but we would really like it if we had the one that you choose. And it was just, you know, it made me feel sorry for Sony. And here's a $3,200 gold-plated Walkman to celebrate our 70th anniversary. Love that company forever. Never change, Sony. (laughs) (laughs) This is what's crazy. Sony is a company, and Casper Wright himself presents so much humility and so much uh, recognition of where it is and how competitive everybody around it is. Mm. And then it comes up with these wild products. I mean, $2,300 headphones, $3,200 gold-plated Walkman. Who is buying that? I am the audiophile of The Verge, and I am scratching I, my head. That's just them celebrating. Those aren't. I, I, I can't imagine that's a huge focus for the company. But I would. I was really sad to read, and we and we we have to wrap this up because there's going to be a whole other podcast. <laughs> but there's so many gadgets. Oh my gosh, the Sony Xperia XZ and X Compact, which have crazy, amazing camera sensors, but terrible software, and it's. Yes. And it's sad. Well, this was uh, a roller coaster of emotions for me. First of all, I saw the spec sheets for these devices, and I was like, okay, Sony, what are you doing? Uh, you only give me three gigabytes of RAM, 32 gigabytes of storage. Um, there is nothing in terms of specs on this new flagship from Sony that you couldn't have gotten from like the Xiaomi Mi 5 back in March, which is a problem. You know, Everybody else is six months ahead of you. 
And then I went there, I picked up these phones, and I was, again, smitten. They're just really well designed, especially the X-Compact. That is a beautiful phone. It's mm. a beautiful phone. It's not just myself. It's James Vincent, Tom Warren, my fellow uh, European colleagues. Everybody who picked it up really liked it. Really comfortable in the hand. It has that powerful camera system inside it, so you're getting high-end technology, small, literally compact form factor. Beautiful, okay? So then I'm on a high, and then I am like, Let's start using these cameras. Let's try them out. And I start taking photos, and it's just a disaster after a disaster. It's just terrible. I don't even understand. And, and the thing is, I had multiple of each phone, so it wasn't a case of here's this phone with crappy software, which is letting me down. Yeah, and I read other write-ups, too, that other people so had other problems. So people had the same experience. Mm-hmm. Ah. Well, okay, well, let, let's break down the camera system very briefly. First of all, 23 megapixel Sony sensor. They've had this already, but now they're emptying it up. So they're putting a laser autofocus on it. It already has phase detect autofocus, laser autofocus. So you're stacking up the focus systems. You're making autofocus super fast. Great. Then you have, this is the first time I've ever heard about this, an RGBC infrared sensor designed to sense lighting and perfect white balance, right? And Sony's calling that a triple sensing uh, camera system, which is a bit dodgy, but whatever, set that aside. What I'm saying to you is that all of Sony's engineering for the past year has focused on this camera system. Right. And then you pick it up, you start taking photos, and they're just really bad. You said you had bad to put it, you put it in a manual and you got some great photos, though, right? <laughs> yes, well, that, well that's, that's the issue. Right. I could, have do, I could have done that with any Xperia phone for the past four years. Because it's the you know, same You go into manual, you trust everything yourself. Yeah. So this is the problem. You, if you don't have good automatic software, um, that is Apple's little, quote-unquote, little trick, having amazing photos by default. Mm-hmm. And that is the thing that Sony has never been able to perfect, and that is always the disappointing thing, because I will tell you, the X-Compact with that camera system, if it could work really quickly and reliably and just nail the photo each time, and with that design, I would buy like three of them and you know, have enough for the next few years. All right. Well, on that note, on that on that sad note, I don't know why I wanted to end Ifa on a sad note. I guess there's, I don't know. I have a positive note. I have a positive note. We oh, have an anniversary. Man. We had it. Okay. 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 Go. Go ahead. Be happy. Very, this is the 16th anniversary of the Nokia 3310, which was introduced on September 1st in the year 2000. Which you could play Snake on and put, yes, in, a, put in a washing machine. And it would survive. It's indestructible. I mean, I feel like I feel like the past couple of years, people have started to realize that in, an indestructible waterproof phone would be a really great idea, actually. Yeah. Um, but we're we're still working our way back to that pinnacle of gadget history, the Nokia thirty three ten. And thank you, Vlad, the pinnacle of gadget blogging, killing it, Aoife. Thank you for sharing your uh, your time with us. I know you're very busy and you probably want to eat dinner right now. What, what time is it over there? 10 past 10. Well, have a good evening and uh, just keep falling in love. Good to know. This episode of The Vergecast is brought to you by Wealthfront. I'd like to thank my friends at Wealthfront for sponsoring today's podcast. Wealthfront is a transparent, affordable financial advisor that can help you invest your hard-earned dollars and reach your financial goals like... I don't know, purchasing a TV or a projector. Wealthfront has combined world-class financial experts and Silicon Valley's best technology talent to build a modern financial services company that allows you to access your account anytime online or through your phone. 
Wealthfront charges no trading commissions and is free for accounts under $10,000. For accounts larger than $10,000, Wealthfront's fee is only 0.25% of the account size per year. With our unique URL, you're going to get $15,000 managed for free. You don't get $15,000. You have to give them $15,000. I'm tracking, but I did get really excited for like five seconds. Hey, that's what ads are here for. Go to Wealthfront.com slash Vergecast. That's Wealthfront.com slash Vergecast. Wealthfront.com slash Vergecast. They just added the third one there so that you'd remember it. What is it? Wealthfront.com slash Vergecast. (laughs) Paul. Paul. Aoife's going on. It's a real thing. Mm -hmm. It's a real show. Promise it happens. It's not a ruse. Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly that this stage Vlad is at where you've been at press events the whole time. Mm -hmm. And so while you're like, you know there's a whole trade show there, you haven't really gotten to touch the trade show yet. Yeah, you've just been, you're shuttling from... Well, I think the floor just opened today, right? Right. So there's, I think so. How how does the atmosphere compare to CES? Uh, CES. It's more German. It's more German. (laughs) So it's more organized. It's also smaller. It's a lot. CES is so huge that you think every trade show is huge. And then you go to another trade show, you're like, oh, I see, I can, I can actually see the whole thing. It's like a, it's a, it's one big horseshoe of very large buildings, right? Isn't it a horseshoe? I'm not 100%. You know, all of Germany is built in horseshoe shapes. (laughs) Really? Just try that one out for size. <laughs> also, they've got like a space, like a fake space needle. Yeah, <laughs> Germany. <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, it's going on. Are you, Tom, uh, Tom Warren, and Vlad are there. Uh-huh. There's tons of stuff on the site. But let's talk about some news. So, the, I thought the biggest news out of IFA was the Lenovo Yoga Book. Dan, you actually wrote a big feature on it this week. Yeah. Yeah, so we got a uh, a look at the development of the yoga book over. So Lenovo spent three years on this thing, which is like four times longer than Lenovo usually takes to churn out a product. So they spent a lot of time developing it, concepting it, and with Lenovo. Um, which I found this really interesting is that when you, th- a lot of companies, when they talk to me about their products, they like to put on airs that like, you know, they had these like very, uh, inspired creative thinkers come up with these magical ideas. Yeah. Uh, you know, Apple does that all the time. Lenovo was like, we did a lot of research. We found people were doing this. So we made a solution that yeah. we think works to fix this. I mean, so, the thing looks beautiful. It's super it thin. Out, yeah, it's like the product itself is like really thin, really unique looking. Uh, what's really unique about the Yoga Book, if you haven't seen it yet, is one side is a 10-inch tablet, and then connected to that by a, a hinge is a flat featureless surface that is uh, touch enabled. So it can be a touch keyboard or it can be a writing surface. Or what's really cool is you can put a stack of paper on it and write with ink and have all your ink notes digitized automatically, which is really neat. And even with both halves closed, <coughs> it's under 10 millimeters thick. It's light enough that it can be used as a tablet. It's it's super versatile. So you, you really neat. You flip it around, you flip it and reverse it and then it's just a tablet. Right. Yeah, you can roll that. So I think is important, um, which is like a lot of there's a lot of Windows laptops that do that, but they, they have, have like keyboards. big thick keyboards on them, so it like right. makes it super clumsy. Uh, whereas because this this other panel has no feature <coughs> on it, you can hold it comfortably. It's not super thick. And and, it's really interesting, and it lights up to show you where the keys yeah. are, but it would still suck to type. On. Yeah, I mean, I don't so know. It's like yeah. just typing on a table, kind of. It's kind of like typing yeah. on an iPad. Like we're all doing if, it. If you, <laughs> we're, we're all fake typing on flat surfaces. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to feel what the yoga book so would feel. I was ever, so excited. If about you've this. ever typed on an iPad, like the iPad's on-screen keyboard, it's going to be similar to that. However, the the yoga book does have uh, some haptic feedback, so you know when you've clicked. I hate 
haptic feedback. I hate it. I love it on my phone. It feels so slow and dumb. <laughs> like every time I get a phone with haptic feedback and you push the screen and it's like, I'm like it just phone. It makes the phone the, the, feel the, slow. The, the the trick with that is you set, you can do this on most Android phones. Is set the vibrations to really short, so it's just really light. And you don't actually feel the phone vibrate. It or vibrates. you could turn them off and not require your brain to be tricked by vibrating to let you know that you've done something. Yeah, but then, you know. Train your brain. That's my new brain training series. <laughs> anyway, so there is feedback uh, to some extent. But uh, so what's interesting is, you know, based on its research and user testing, Lenovo says that young people under 25 can get comfortable on it in like as little as 40 minutes. This is their claim. But oldies, uh, like 35-year-olds, should just kill themselves. <laughs> might take a few hours. Yes, and, and might want to kill themselves. Uh, but yeah, we, we saw a lot of pre-production models. You know, Obviously, we're going to have to review it and spend some real serious time with it and put these claims to the test and see if it does suck to type on or not. But I'm excited about it. Just looking at it, it looks like something from a like Star Trek set. It's easily the most interesting piece of hardware I've seen yeah. that isn't crazy, that isn't you know, like years in the future. It's the most interesting thought of how you would mash up a, the current state of hardware into something totally new. I've seen yeah. it a long time. Mm-hmm. I will say, Ashley tweeted about this yesterday, the logo on the front. So when you close it, which I think my favorite part of it is when you close it, the logo is rotated. So it looks like a book. Yeah. And so the, the, the whole idea is so it's supposed to look like a book. So, But the lo- Lenovo's consumer logo is like aggressively cute. It's the, I think it's the same font that Google uses. Well, they should stop it. <laughs> I mean, at Google's logo, there's like this famous Akewood column where it's like, congratulations, Google, your mom drew your logo for you. <laughs> Google's logo is like not high art. Not a, not, not a bar to... <laughs> right. It's like it. Lenovo being like, that's a good font. We're going to... We bought Motorola. We're going to... Can we get that font too? Let's just make it bold. <laughs> uh, it's a bad logo well, and it's and weird because, branding. Yeah. Like in your feature that you wrote... All the Lenovo executives were like, oh, we want people to bring this to class. They kept pushing that sort of storyline. And so, of course, naturally, I'm imagining, like, the cool guy who picked up his yoga book and is going to school this year. And he's like, yo, I got this yoga book that's so dope. Like, this is impressive. And he's going to roll up and this topography looks so <laughs> bad. Like, I would be intrigued if I saw someone writing out this, and then as soon as he folds it, and I see that Lenovo stack. Yeah, it's I'm, over. I'm like, it's all done. They should have, they have a, a yoga logo. They could put that on there. Yeah, yeah, on the inside is a yoga logo. I just wish yeah. we didn't need to be hit over the head with brands. Brands, brands, brands. Actually, <laughs> I wish they put the ThinkPad logo on it and a ThinkPad keyboard. <laughs> then I would love this. <laughs> ThinkPad. <laughs> well, what do you think? I mean, we 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 were OGs in the days of the Courier. This was like stuff that Paul and I. Here's what I've realized about myself. At some point in early high school, I stopped being able to really control a pen very well. Oh my God, Paul. And I think it seriously affected me on the written portions of some rather important tests, like AP tests. Yeah. I mean, I'm a professional writer. I got terrible writing scores. Yeah. And I'm, I basically can't handwrite anymore. Yeah. I hardly ever draw. And it used to be a big part of my identity. And so I like seeing this thing, but they're for other, uh, other people. <laughs> and and I'm glad Lenovo is experimenting and doing cool things. And I'm so happy this exists. I just, it's such not for me. Right. I have to say the fact that it exists in Windows and Android versions is 
potentially the questionable wor- like best and worst decision. So yeah, I mean all of this hinges on the execution and not the hardware side. It's all about whether the software is going to work well with it. And so there it's coming in Windows and Android versions. Lenovo's modified Android a little bit so that it can support multiple windowed apps and it's got like a Windows like taskbar. But yeah, that's a big question. And well, a f- but frankly, a forthcoming Chrome Android mashup that supports Android's multiple window. I mean, that could be a thing. That could be a thing, but that would be like a different device. Yeah, like, w- like like you can't just like switch this from Android to Chrome that supports Android apps. If if, right. if, well, if you could just stick Chrome. Windows on it, <laughs> I mean, come on, right? If you could put Windows on this, why can't it's got an Intel this, processor? This seems m- way more compelling with Chrome OS to me. It's possible. You know, we've got I've gotten a bunch of uh, people oh, saying that. Question: as well. Does the whole Surface just work as a touchpad? Like a, the world's big biggest trackpad in the in the writing mode. Uh, no, like no. with your using when you have as the keyboard. A when you have the keyboard on, uh, yeah. there's a trackpad section. Okay, looks a little small. <laughs> it is, just, but also this is a. This is not for me. This is, <laughs> this is a touchscreen, so like just never have I seen screen. Paul realize that well, he's being excluded from something so aggressively. Yeah. They designed this whole thing around what you'd be bad at. For people who can hold pens. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that was the thing. When I looked at this, I was so excited about the hardware. But then I was like, I just wish Apple had made it. Ooh. Ooh. I even told my mom that. I told her Wait, about the yoga but, book. And I was like, but I wish it was Apple. <laughs> but OS ten or iOS? It couldn't run Mac OS. Why not? Because it has a touchscreen, and like you flip it around. Well, sure, but presu- presumably Apple's going to do all I the I wish work. it was like iOS, basically. Yeah. Like, I want my phone as this. So this is essentially what you wish an iPad Pro was. You know what I like hearing in Ashley's tone of voice as she's describing this? Is that's what hope sounds like. You're trying to make a flip phone. <laughs> Damn it, Paul. That's on the list. Ashley wrote about like three flip phones. Ashley and is Dan obsessed. is so mad about the flip phones. It's no, my favorite I'm not, I'm thing. Not, I'm not mad about flip phones. I'm mad when people are like, oh my god, the flip phone is back. And it's like, well, no. In like China and Japan, flip phones have still existed for the last year. Yeah. I think you guys just, just weren't a, paying attention. I really big thirst for it in the U.S. right now. And I'm not kidding. Yeah, Every funny. time I write about a flip phone, people email me and are like, you have said exactly what I've been thinking. Like, <laughs> so many people want this. And I don't get why it's not here yet. And so many people want a phone that just magically turns into a laptop. And I'm saying, I like hearing the hope and optimism in your voice versus the bitter, jaded pain that I have experienced for the past eight years of seeing people try Trying and fail. Make a phone but this could be the thing. This could be the one. The yoga book. Well, the, the all-touch real computer that we've all been dreaming. Yeah, I mean, it's not going to replace your phone, but sure. Why not? What if this it was just... Phone calls. <laughs> what if this was like the cover of a Moleskine? Yeah. Right? Uh, we, we... Yeah. We got to move on. We're just—it's just getting—it's just getting, getting silly. What if it was a Paul different kind of book? Hands and opening them like. What a, if Lenovo kind of shipped the next Harry Potter book? Like <laughs> we're just going nowhere. All right. Uh, actually, I, I want to talk about this. Here's—I noticed this out of IFA, and it actually started earlier in the week. There is a bunch of new Fitbit stuff announced. Samsung put out the Gear S3. Pebble did an update. There's an Asus Senwatch. There's some new Fossil stuff. There's Withings. Withings? Don't with, forget with, Tom Tom. Tom Tom, just trying. Fall, fall 2016, man. Still, back, still in the game. Good old Tom Tom. Now is the time for all the wearables lo- companies to launch their stuff so people will buy it for Christmas yeah. and the holidays because they don't buy it any other time. And then next week, you know, we're expecting, and we're going to get into Apple preview, but next week we're expecting Updated. a new Apple Watch. Yeah. yeah. What's going on with smartwatches? Would you buy any of these, Ashley? That's always my question. Uh, that's what I was going to say is Paul is well aware of my thoughts, I think, on fitness trackers and smartwatches. Um, I own a Pebble. Yeah. That is as far as I'm going. 
yeah. the pebble time you wear round. Time round. So here's the thing with the pebble time round is I lost my charger and I took a chance on a third party one Ooh. on Amazon. I'm so, so cheap. Did, did it count? Wait, how long did it take to start on fire? <laughs> it didn't kill it, but... It got real weird. It would just say, like, it was at 100% after one minute. And I was like, sick. And then I'd put it on, and it would die, like, within 25 minutes. So I don't know. I think I did something bad. Ashley, what do you think about the, the ZenWatch 3? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's so funny, because that's the because... one that, like, called to me. The yeah, because ne- I was talking with Vlad about that. And that right, Dan hates it. There's something about it that does stick out to me. And it, like, it looks better than most. Oh, well, man. I think- <laughs> Hard disagree. Oh, this is grotesque. Wait, I wait, think wait. TC said it looked like Winamp. It looks <laughs> exactly. That was the most okay, okay, the observation. Watch face, the watch face everybody, looks like a Everybody, we yeah. know how LCDs work, right? You can change it. You can yeah. change all the pixels. <laughs> right? Right, yes. Don't get hung up on the watch face. I think this looks like a cheap watch that's trying to look expensive. I thought Paul was going to grill me on like the specifics of LCDs. I'm like, the crystals twist. <laughs> You apply you apply electric current <laughs> and they twist. twist. I was like, shit. I'm gonna t- I got her a number. I'm going to just go edit the Wikipedia entry. <laughs> the crystals twist. The crystals so twist. All of it just said crystals twist. <laughs> crystals twist. Okay, no, please, Ashley, I want to know, as someone who I consider to be fashionable, what you think about this watch, because I don't know why. I'm seriously into it. Yeah, you like this one. Uh, the design. Yeah, I, oh, I because okay, Dan so says it looks cheap, cheap and it does. <laughs> but I kind of feel like I like that. At least are you saying being, it's owning its cheapness? Yeah, like I think a, I don't like a I lot think, of watches, it, which is why I have the Pebble. At least this, I'm just like, yeah, I want a smartwatch. I, mean, like, I, I think it looks like a cheap watch that's trying really, 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 really hard to not look like a cheap. I have to say, this watch face is <laughs> egregiously bad. <laughs> Like it is, it's so comically bad. Like the little guy that's like, I walked nine thousand steps. Like the hell is that? The, you, know, you know what it reminds me of? I'm using a microphone and, and right I, now as a little guy. Don't put a little guy in your watch face. All right, just a hard rule. Oh, the anyway. little guy is. My dad. Um, What's is bad a, about it is this two toned yeah, metal yeah, face yeah. lookingness. My that's dad is a graphic designer, and in the nineties, like the late nineties, maybe early two thousands, he got a, a like a stock photo CD mm-hmm. with like different metal textures so he'd pull them into Did he make some sick Winamp skins? No, he would make make brochures for local businesses using a lot of metal and rivets and drop shadows and emboss. And like Kai's power tools. Remember that Photoshop plugin? Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they uh, used to call Paul's dad the amp doctor. (laughs) (laughs) They spelled it with zeros instead of O's. It was real thing. Maybe we should bring back Winamp skins. We need to bring them back. Okay. Nostalgia. Um, I mean, like, remember when AOL bought Winamp? Somebody skinned skinned Spotify last week to look like audio. Yeah. So there's that one. Vlad wrote a piece about the Gear S3 that is as much heartbreak as I've seen Vlad express in some time. He's like, everything that was special about the Gear S2 is gone. Here's the thing with the Gear S2. I have a laundry list of things I would change on it. I would not make it bigger. And Samsung went and made it bigger. It looks huge. It's enormous. It's like, I mean, Neela, you like big watches. So maybe maybe you'll be into it. But like, but I don't like smartwatches. (laughs) I like I still I have a dozen of them and I don't wear them because they just don't seem useful to me. Yeah. To this day. And like I want them to a big smartwatch. Do you remember? But this is is a big smartwatch. It's huge. (laughs) 
you can't go off like traffic to indicate anything. But we've been writing about the Apple Watch for like two years. And like we write out the Apple Watch, something's happening, this changed, whatever. People are vaguely uninterested. We wrote out the Gear S3 and it was like top of the site for a day. Yeah. And I think that's really weird and interesting. Yeah. Like, it's, I, mean, it, I, I don't know what it means. Well, maybe it's just Android. It was, it was it's just it was Android. Android. Well, but it runs Tizen. <laughs> it doesn't run Android. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it, I, I mean, part of it is the Gear 3 is like a real thing as opposed to a rumor. But mm. yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so the Gear S3 has GPS and the S2 did not. Yeah, there's a couple changes. Uh, GPS is one of them. LTE is an option on one of the Gear S3 models. The S2 only had uh, cellular, but it wasn't LTE. GPS. So is they cool. ma- they made it. That's 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 like the reasoning to make it bigger, right? Yeah. It's like it's got to support GPS. It's got to support some of this other stuff, and so the battery is bigger. It's thicker, and and that's why the size increased. But like. I don't run ever. I don't really care about GPS. So, like, maybe it's an option for somebody who wants it. I mean, the rumor is Apple's going to add it. Do you ever get lost in your huge house? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but he just follows the sound of his Sonos speakers. He's like, oh, the kids' music is playing in that direction. Uh, Do all these just look... I'm looking at the fossil ones now. They all just look the same. They don't... Okay, the fossil ones piss me off because... I feel like they they announced another round of these, too. All the, all the, the watch faces they show, black. Isn't that interesting? Are you going to ask me how OLEDs work now? Because I don't know. <laughs> just flatly so do the, not the, know. The oh, no, I do know. It's because they don't have a full circle screen. They've got uh, that black bar. They've got a flat tire. The fossil, every fossil watch has that flat tire. Right. And, and so they try to hide it by when their press image is using black watch faces. Black watch faces. It's a lie. A black digital watch face. So it's just like... OLEDs work by directly powering the pixel on the screen. I didn't look that up on Wikipedia. I just remembered the crystals twist. <laughs> All right, I got to read one more ad. Then we're going to talk about Apple. Then we got, you know, one of these two gadget people is going to say some gadget stuff. That's going to be exciting. <laughs> this episode of The Richcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace website. Squarespace is easy. Creating your website with Squarespace is a simple, intuitive process. You add and arrange your content and features with the click of a mouse, the swipe of a trackpad, the breath of a whisper, mm-hmm. Any, anything you do to control your computer, you can do it and then you just use Squarespace. You get a free custom domain. Squarespace makes adding a domain to your site simple. You sign up for a year, you get a free custom domain. Free for a year. Easy. You get beautiful templates. Design a best-in-class online store. Squarespace has award-winning templates, customizable settings, and more, all without a single plugin. You also get seamless commerce tools, because you're definitely making a website to make cold hard cash from nationally recognized brands to your favorite local shops squarespace is trusted by hundreds and thousands of savvy shop owners around the world you get all the tools you need to track inventory process orders and send custom emails in one intuitive interface squarespace commerce allows you to understand every aspect of your business and there's customer support, 24-7 customer support. Every member of the customer care team is an experienced Squarespace user working in a Squarespace office. So no matter how technical your problem or trivial your question, someone is always online to assist you. So start your free trial today at squarespace.com and enter the offer code VERGE to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace, set your website apart. Ooh. They got it. It's a, a new tagline? It's another new one. I love this. I'm going like, to just start collecting them and put them on, on Squarespace, my wall. Squarespace, cut through the night. Squarespace. <laughs> That's not a real one. <laughs> All right. It's time, Ashley, I believe, for your recurring segment. Oh, yeah. You mean Gadget Pie? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Gadget. Gadget okay. Pie. I'm going to slice off a piece of Gadget Pie for you. Wow. Um, I picked Sony's $3,200 gold-plated Walkman because I wasn't even aware that Sony was still making Walkman. I somehow missed that news. It was the most popular story at CES two years ago. 
Yeah. Was like I wasn't running about gadgets two years ago, so I, I missed that whole story. You're back. So this is why there's hope in your heart. Yeah, there is hope. And I just <laughs> am so happy this exists, basically just because it's so damn expensive and it's gold-plated. I love that Sony's like, you know, the answer for Walkman is a brand, a cherished brand, yeah. is to make it super expensive so old people buy them. <laughs> and plate it in gold. Yeah, I just want to know who's buying this. Well, this is, this is their Patel. 70th anniversary. <laughs> it was great. Let, let me see if I could pull this up. Uh, I just wonder, so the Walkman originally was a tape player, then a CD player, then an MP3 player. Where are you getting content to play on your Walkman? Oh, on Sony's like high, yeah, Sony's yeah. whole thing is like high bit rate. Music. Hi-Fi or something. But like, like it doesn't, it doesn't sell you the radio, so it can't stream when you're... No, no, no. Uh, this is all about local... This, f- this thing is kind of the dream. Okay. <laughs> it's and really I feel like cool. When you're audiophile, you know what you want to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> you're not discovering music. Yeah. I had the stream, you know, speaking of your, Paul's like, you need a room in your house there's like three or four songs on the radio that are like made for dads basically to have huge tower speakers in the basement and talk about how you can hear the individual guitar strings and it's like that is the only reason ed sheeran exists so like you can play the songs and they're pretty and you can be like you know on these speakers you can hear the pick hit almost every individual string people aren't listening to ed sheeran <laughs> yeah, they are. it's happening on audio i guarantee if you go into like no. one of the few old school music. remaining they're listening to steely dan yeah exactly nah, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. that's on vinyl if you go i guarantee if you go into one of the few remaining like high-end stereo stores listen to like steve vai <laughs> No, no, They're Steve. I, that, those days are way Ed over. Ed Sheeran in a high end. They totally are. <laughs> Go into a Magnolia, and they're playing like Ed Sheeran Blu-rays. It, it's it's a real <laughs> thing. John Mayer. And you're thinking to yourself, I understand this business model now. You're like Ed Sheeran. How can you do this to yourself over and over again? And like his agents in his ear, be like, This is going to be great for the high end audio market. I guarantee you, that's a conversation yeah. that's happening. So, so we need J- to do an investigation. Jake wrote, wrote up <laughs> into this- old guys listening to Ed Sheeran. <laughs> Jake wrote up this this Walkman and and it was under embargo and he hit me up and he's like Sony has a new Walkman and says this in the PR quote it incorporates a dual clock circuit with low phase no noise quartz oscillator which achieves superior sound reproduction at virtually any volume setting and we had no idea what that <laughs> meant and spent the next like thirty minutes googling to figure out but there's definitely there's a point. In the signal chain, that you got to have your clock right, <laughs> or things get out of phase. So I think and what you it, can get digital distortion. What they're saying with that is that if you're but this has dual the the, the 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 sound quality is as good at low volumes as it is at high volumes, and vice versa. Like you don't lose sound mm-hmm. quality when you're changing volume. But where they're just saying the oh, you have a whole lot of buzzwords in? to make the, get that across, right? No, these are these are technical things. Yeah, like this, monster HDMI cables. I th- technically, yeah. no. Like if you, you think can't. about like the the chain of processing. <laughs> If the chain of processing like audio to go from digital to analog, there's a lot of steps. And we don't talk about all the steps. We talk about the gold-plated connectors mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but this is a step that is in every circuit. And they've got two of them in their low-phase yeah. noise. Low-phase low noise? Yeah. I don't <laughs> we have to move on. I still what, don't what's know. your gadget pie? Oh, man. What's the filling of your gadget pie this week? Oh. Um, <laughs> Ashley, you did this to us. <laughs> I'll never forgive you. <laughs> I shall. For, I forgive you already. Oh, uh, I f- just feel like I've been blown away by Ashley's segment. Yeah, and I'm embarrassed. You know, I will say that I sat down before we recorded. And I was like, I want you guys to fight. Yeah, and Paul like went at Ashley full force yeah. before we started recording. And yeah, now he's just breaking down. Dude. You weren't expecting I the heat, man. I can't come up with a name. <laughs> Way to go, Ash! Just crushed it. 
Low key. Gadget. Was like, Ashley was like, oh, I need a name. Okay, got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a segment that I do every week called Gadget Games. It's over, man. Gadget, gadget Games. Let's talk about the it. Pre- the Predator 21X laptop is so cool. It's got a tw- curved 21-inch screen. It's like peak absurdity. Dual GTX 1080s. Who buys that? Who buys it? Now, you, you'll you'll hear it later, but Vlad and I had a really great conversation where I kind of compared it to the monolith in 2001. Already. They've already heard it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You guys will hear oh, it. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Sure you are. <laughs> but the, re- the <laughs> listeners know what I'm saying right now. <laughs> all right, all right. We only got a few minutes left. Apple's next week on the 7th. I wonder what they're going to do. <laughs> I think there's going to be, uh, got, there's whispers of a surprise in the air, but I, I don't know what it is. But it's probably an app of some kind. It's, my guess. it's not going to be a MacBook, though. So. It's not going to be, I don't think I it's going to be MacBooks. The, MacBooks. the MacBook situation is Dire. absolutely untenable right Dire. now. <laughs> uh, my MacBook is breaking. I was saying earlier, Lauren Good told me that she put Sierra on her MacBook Pro and it's like made it really slow. I'm Yosemite. I haven't even, I'm just leaving it alone. How could you not upgrade to an operating system called El Capitan? You know, I've got... You don't get that chance every day. If you miss this update, (laughs) if you skip to a Sierra laptop, you'll never have an El Capitan. (laughs) I'm just saying, I've got El Cap. As I like to call it. Okay. Uh, I've got it running on like Dieter's old MacBook. It's okay, on my sure, iMac. Sure. But this this thing is like I rely on it, mm-hmm. and I don't like to upgrade it unless I have to. Mm-hmm. But now it's fighting back by having a video card that only occasionally chooses to come to work. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the video card is just like, you know what? I drank too much last night. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> I can't even load the Verge. Yeah. What, on Every your time air? I try to load it. Chrome tells me Flash has crashed. You gotta just get rid of the Flash. Yeah, I know. You gotta switch to Safari, and that's what you really gotta do. No. <laughs> okay. I was actually hoping you meant an answer. Thank you. I'm gonna get the Safari. answer. Is, the answer switch to Safari. Yeah, I guess it's the so. worst answer. Um, <laughs> not, not a good answer. I'm on Chrome and Firefox. Oh, your your calendar app is dead. Switch to Safari. <laughs> I mean, like nonsense answer. Okay, so I think MacBooks are gonna happen farther down the line. Yeah. Intel just put out new processors. Vlad actually did not put the right headline. He suggested it as a joke, and I was like, "That's the right headline." The headline for the Cabby Lake, Cabby Lake, K A B Y. I don't. I, I didn't hear anyone pronounce it. So Cabby Lake. Let's call it that. I'm going with Cabby. Kaby Lake. Vlad's headline was finally there's a reason for new MacBooks, which I thought was great. Because I think I think they held off on the previous ones. Yeah. Because uh, a bunch of Windows PCs had problems with those that we saw. But isn't this generation or, or the ones announced so far don't ha- reach up into yeah, the... Yeah, they're pretty wimpy. They don't go up into the pro range. Yeah. They're more just, like the core, more like the MacBook range. The one, yeah, the ones that have been announced are pretty uh, uh, mainstream. And then, you know, it's expected that as the Kaby Lake... KB Lake in a few months until we'll announce more powerful versions. So keep or waiting. Apple will just get them early, which has yeah, happened before. Totally possible, right? Yeah. Apple could just get the next generation early, but this is the architecture model for whatever's yes. coming. Yes, but it's out of control. I have a version. Of, I said this on Control with yesterday. I have a version of a conversation of this conversation like three times a week. Hey, I need a new Mac. My Mac is old. Don't buy one. Oh, when are new ones coming out? No one knows. <laughs> and it's like, well, should I buy nothing? <laughs> I, I have friends who have like you know, five-year-old iMacs. Yeah, imagine the Mac Pro users. <laughs> yeah, it's like seriously, it's like six hundred days on a Mac Pro now. <laughs> I was editing a piece with Lauren today uh, for another laptop review, which you'll 
read on the site soon. Um, and we were like trying to figure out where the pricing for this like compared to others, and we looked up the the MacBook Pro for the 15 inch starts at two grand still. And I just like laughed in my chair for how old this thing is, and it's still a two thousand and most for most people twenty five or twenty eight hundred dollar computer. Wait, I'm just I'm gonna look at the the, the the canonical one. I think is right the Mac Rumors Buyer's Guide. Yeah, the Mac Pro. Dude, I'm so wrong. The Mac Pro has been on the market for 987 days. <laughs> like, there are children who were born who are now, like, basically fully functioning. They're like, I'm ready to learn video editing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apple's whole strategy is like, what if these children never know what a Mac is? <laughs> they will have to buy iPad Pros. That's right. They'll have to figure out the productivity problem. <laughs> We, we will did, deny we get, the children of the get, future. We get 30% of but all of their apps. I, I, said, I said this on, I really want a laptop with like the 1060 in it, like the, the, the NVIDIA graphics. I want a laptop I can play Overwatch on. I Weren't might, you playing Overwatch on the Spectre 13? Yeah, but yeah, it's not great. Yeah. It was definitely doable, but I, I want I want to really go all out. Also, do VR. Yeah, the, with the, with a laptop with a 1060. So, Apple so if unless Apple unless Apple year. treats me real nice in the next few months, I'm <laughs> I'm jumping ship. Unless, unless Apple starts starts and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be check. that guy. I'm gonna complain about Windows every day. Yeah, all the time. My Twitter's gonna get so vibrant. <laughs> Um, All right, wait, so we should what they're actually doing. But I am going to buy this new iPhone, whatever it is. I don't care. I'm ready. Well, yeah, I'm looking at your iPhone that has a cracked screen. And I would say, yes, you're ready for a new phone. I'm very much ready. So we're just going to agree. They're going to do some camera stuff, maybe two lenses. It's gonna be the most Everybody's going to be super disappointed they're in the new be, Apple Watch. They're going to, why? Because it's just going to be just a little bit better. It's going to be the same thing with GPS. But I don't think, we'll P- I don't think those, those are the vibes. The those are the vibes. What I'm saying, but the phone, there's like a blue one that leaked. Yeah. Are you super into a blue phone? Yes. Better than rose gold. Do you think it's going to be just like black, silver, rose gold, blue? <laughs> Is the blue real? I I We've seen like a bunch of blue leaves. Best Buy getting an exclusive blue oh, color. If, I think if they do colors, they'll do lots of colors. What if it's... That's my guess. What if it's Tim Cook's eyes blue? <laughs> Does he have blue eyes? Super calming. I don't know. You're the one who said it confidently. <laughs> I know. I said it that I was like, I'm not sure. Um, Tim Cook's eyes... They are blue. Nice. Nailed it. <laughs> Vergecast, everybody, in which we Google executives' eyes the and then are proud of ourselves. Podcast on the flagship the podcast on flagship podcast at So they're going to move the antenna lines. They're going to do better cameras, presumably take off the headphone jack. But overall, same, same design, minus a headphone jack. And then next year is crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how they spin this on stage. They've yeah. been working this design for, th- this will be the third year now. They've got two things to spin, stale design and no headphone jack. So I'm really interested to see how they spin both of those on stage. Yeah. It's funny that we're now talking about Apple like spinning. Oh, it's 100% spin. I mean, like, We haven't always talked about Apple spinning. But Apple does a lot of spinning. They do. It's fair. <laughs> uh, and then the watch. And I, the people at this point in the watch, I don't think people, no one's mad at the design of the Apple watch. I don't They're know. mad at how it's slow and sure the functionality. Round. I would like it a lot better if it was round. Well, I mean, you can just buy one of these other round ones. Yeah, I, don't I mean, they're they're it. outselling all the round ones. They're doing yeah, fine. I mean, like, no, that's that's fair. I see, I see them everywhere. Know, but, but I don't think it's like people are buying the Apple Watch because the Apple Watch is like the one known. I mean, like aside from the Fitbits that I see everywhere, the Apple Watch is like the one mainstream known smartwatch. Like nobody knows what the Gear S two is called, right? I just feel like I, I wish someone could come up with a, a hook. A non-fitness hook. Yeah. Like some standout new feature that's not f- for fitness. 
GPS. Or, but the I mean, GPS is kind of for keeping track. I mean, for, for me, it would be just so I don't have to look down at my phone when I'm walking down the sidewalk trying to find a restaurant or something. I could just well. look at my wrist. I mean, is that a selling? Yeah. I, I love your hope, Ashley. I guess I just have a lot of hope. You should be on the show, everybody. <laughs> Literally the only hopeful person who comes on the show. Because while you wait for your watch to load your Maps app, you will walk into traffic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be fast. I mean, like, let's say the first Apple Watch was running watchOS 3 and was performant and had GPS. I don't think that we would have panned it as hard as we've been panning it for two years. I mean, yeah, I certainly wouldn't have been as criticized as much, but it doesn't solve like the problem that Paul brought up of like, what do you do with it? Like, if you want to use it, for, it's great for fitness tracking. You're wearing a smartwatch right now. What do you do with that thing? I use it for fitness tracking and I use it for notifications. And like, I care about those features. Mm-hmm. I also would be wearing an analog watch if I wasn't wearing my smartwatch. So like, mm-hmm. I like wearing watches. A lot of people don't care about those three things or if they care about one of them not the others right so i think yes if it worked better and maybe if it had gps or maybe if it had like you know an always on display because the apple watch is functionally a terrible watch doesn't tell you the freaking time well um, it's always on display um, let's assume there you go too. Uh, that would be a big it would move. get less criticism i don't know how if it would have made it a big huge more blockbuster product what would make you buy an Apple Watch, Ashley? I'm in agreement with Paul. I and this is why I have sort. I'm against smartwatches. Is because I don't care about the fitness tracking at all. Yeah. The only reason I use the Pebble is because I like that it's e-paper. It's not like super flashy, and it's not distracting. Also, I just want it for notifications. Yeah. And it's pretty. Yeah. And for me, the Apple Watch is too much of a computer on my wrist. You don't like it so much that you bought it a real charger, though. You were like, <laughs> "Okay, this <laughs> garbage, not UL-listed charger. Well, that's good. I to save some money, Eli. <laughs> but you're right. I should have maybe. Anyhow, we're going next week. It's me, Dieter, Lauren Good, Walt, as always, just sniping in the live vlog, which is my favorite <laughs> thing in the world. We'll have full coverage, all this stuff and more. Presumably, you know, hands-on will happen. All the things that you might expect to happen at Apple event are going to happen next week. It'll be fun. And then the seventh, the same day, same Sony, day. Sony is going to announce a PlayStation. <laughs> if they do the PSVR, I'm buying it. I'm buying it from the Apple event. I will stop <laughs> live vlogging. I'll be like, hold on, everybody. <laughs> Gotta go to Best Buy. I'm giving Sony my money. <laughs> I bought this Max L poster last week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm ready to buy the PSVR. If it's if it goes on sale next week, I'm, I'm just buying it. Yeah, I, I want to wait for the Neo, the faster PS4. I'm, I feel like it's that's going to really help it. I got this I've Madden been on this problem po- podcast like four times this summer talking about what the new PS4 is that's going to be announced. I still don't know what it is. I believe the Neo is just a distraction for Microsoft. Like every time Microsoft says anything about the Xbox, Sony's so like, the Neo yeah, the is Neo the one we're happen. expecting to be announced next week. Or is the Neo no, next we're we're almost the slim has been leaking out. So we okay. or yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, the slim has been leaking out. That's almost surely going to be available next Got week. It. Okay, is is what as far as I know. But I think I'm guessing they're going to talk about the Neo. Mm. Mm-hmm. Then maybe the Neo will be out by the holidays. I don't know. That seems very rapid. It does seem pretty rapid. I just want the VR headset, and I want to buy PS4 so I can buy the new Madden without feeling guilty about buying Madden for my Xbox. <laughs> the X- Madden's so different from last year's Madden. I just, I just want to get. I just, I'm done with the Xbox One. Yeah, I'm done having a Windows PC that is somewhat unreliable in my life. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is now. Like, it's great and it worked and it's cool. And every time I turn it on, it's update. It's off for six hours. I mean, I see people complain about PlayStation the same exact reasons. Like, they download have to download some stupid update for a game. 
because they only turn it on every couple months. <laughs> Everything is terrible. 2016. <laughs> Keep hope in your heart, Ashley. I... Which would you buy, Ashley? PS4 or Xbox? Literally zero opinion on this. <laughs> Stay that way. Live, live, live in that joyous. How do you play the, the new Madden? <laughs> We should have in my dreams. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's it. We're out of time. Next week will be crazy. Note on the Vergecast next week, we're actually going to mash up Vergecast and Control Delete. Crazy. Uh, so we're going to record those together. Me, Lauren, Dieter, Walt, as you might expect, in San Francisco, live. Right after, not live. We're going to record it live together as humans. Walt's not going to re- record a series of opinions and have me respond to them after the fact, which would be an amazing way to do that show, I have to say. Uh, but we're all going to be together, record it right after the event. It's going to be fun. So keep an eye out for that. Keep an eye out for all of our coverage. Circuit Breaker, Ashley and Paul, Micah, rocking and rolling this week and next week with all the gadgets. Good on them. Dan, you just keep reviewing stuff all day, all night. Never stop, oh except to listen to music in your giant, decadent home. <laughs> what? Wandering room to room, fancy <laughs> Chromebooks. Dan's just in a robe. Uh, where's my eight hundred dollar browser on the laptop? I must Google more brandy. Uh, turn on the downstairs group, why don't you? Children, retreat upstairs. All right. Whatever. I want to thank Wealthfront for sponsoring uh, Virtual today. Wealthfront, as you may have gathered, a transparent, affordable financial advisor. They can help you invest your hard-earned dollars, reach your goals. Wealthfront charges no trading commissions, free for accounts under $10,000. Over $10,000, it only costs 0.25% of your account size. And if you go to Wealthfront.com slash Vergecast, you get up to $15,000 managed for free. That's Wealthfront.com slash Vergecast. Also, if you have an extra minute, go to vergesurvey.net to take a short anonymous survey about today's episode. This is for our friends at City. It would be a big help to the show. I'd really appreciate it. It's vergesurvey.net. Just go tell people that you love the show. Also, you can follow at Verge on Twitter. We're Verge on Snapchat, where Ashley does Gadget Thirst Trap, one of my favorite <laughs> Snapchat shows. We're Verge on Instagram. Hit us up on iTunes. Check out our other podcast. What's Tech is on Tuesday with Chris Plant. Control Alt Delete. Thursdays with me and Walt. Verge ESP every Friday with Emily and Liz. You can hit me up on Twitter. I'm Reckless. Paul's Future Paul. Dan is DC Seifert. Yes. I always find hard to say. Ashley, Ashley R. Carmen. Whoa. Got it. Nailed it. Um, and that's it. Rock and roll. Paul. Paul. Writing on paper with a pen. (laughs) I'm going to help you learn how to use a pen.